Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Oh, We're yeah. in a tight situation. It's okay. It's a tight I, think spot. I, I think I have a spell that is going to help us. That would be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> no. We're not stuck. I was going to say, this isn't, this isn't second edition, so I am beyond useless. <laughs> well, probably a good thing I'm in the front, since I can actually stab a ghost. So, I bet you're wondering how we got here. <laughs> you have 165 episodes to catch up on yep. to figure out how we got here. So there was this lottery. Uh, no. <laughs> Instead, let's uh, let's start a little bit more recently. In episode 164, the previous episode, 165, sorry, the previous episode. Well, 164, the party entered into the uh, the temple. Rick can't decide which episode Volt. recap he wants to start with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, explored around a little bit, got into a fight with some golems, teleported outside, at which point they met a new friend in the form of... Tefnaju. Who apparently was resisting the urge to murder us on sight, and I applaud oh, no. his self-control. We get that a lot. <laughs> every time every time I hear Tefnaju, I just think Aju, like the Aju sauce or whatever. Like the French, like, yes, dip the French sandwich like sauce? Yes, the French sandwich stuff. It's messing <laughs> me up. Oh, there you go. Okay. But you had met with the Shaitan Magus Tefnaju, who had uh, informed you that he had been, of course, bound here since uh, time immemorial. Masika can't lie to him. She still has the mark. It's true. Not that she also, would. Also, good but golly, I'm just he saying. would have destroyed us if we had actually had to fight him. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I think he would have stood a chance, but he's pretty impressive. You carried on a conversation with him and learned that Tefnaju had been bound here by the magic of Hakatep. And in his youth, and by that I mean I think he was only like 2,000 years old at the time, as opposed to like the almost 10,000 years old he is now. He was young and impatient and brash and was willing to agree to uh, serving as a guardian here without really looking over the contract. Reinforcing yeah. to anyone who listens uh, to this or Hell's Rebels, if you choose to listen to Hell's Rebels, always read the fine print. Yes. Including the fine filigree that they always put in the, the borders. You know, yes. it looks yeah. like a fun design, but secretly it's an addendum. It's like upside down backwards script that you need a mirror to read. That's true. <laughs> Contract doesn't say you have to be able to read it. You then uh, agreed to aid him in doing what you're already planning on doing, which was activating the, the Kepsutanum to bring down Hakatep's pyramid, which he believes should, due to some vagueness in the... Uh, the statement of the, the contract that he signed allow him to be free since you are carrying the mask which carries a portion of Hakatep and therefore it'd be the equivalent of Hakatep activating the slave trenches and using it to overcome Shori magic which is actually what powers his pyramid of flight. So, you know, it, it works. This uh, also, also raises the question how did they get the technology or the magic or technology or whatever to do Shori magic in the first place? Ooh. Like there's yeah. a, there's a lingering question there of how they reverse engineered it for lack of a better term. Yeah, Cause your knowledge of Hakatep really only extends to the beginning of the uh, conflict with the Shori empire. Yeah. You then re-entered into the lantern vault and made your way down when, and uh, snuck by. And by that, I mean, just kind of rushed in and jumped down through the uh, holes in the floor. Uh, that were pit traps that you were previously avoiding, but then realized that you actually had to enter into the pit traps to even continue. What a genius <laughs> trap. Yep. Very ingenious. Dropping down below, you begin to follow a, uh, a wide, well, not a long, not wide, definitely not wide, <laughs> tunnel making its way down into the earth. Uh, the floor basically covered in the bones of, you guess, the builders for this structure. 
as you navigated your way deeper and deeper underground. Yep. You had rounded a corner, uh, seeing all this, you know, this green moss lichen hanging off the surrounding walls with its own inner lambience, uh, phosphorescence, if you will. I was going to say, I imagine the, the caves in pitch black, you know, when they're sitting there and they're like, oh, God, oh, we're going to yeah. die. And then they're like, wait, we can still see. And there's the little glowing bugs everywhere. Yeah, the implication I get is that it's a... Uh, it's you know, like an algae, but that's not what I picture. Well, and it's it's also, it kind of has a, I don't know if any of you have ever seen like St. Elmo's Fire. Mm, yeah. It kind of has that sort of thing where it's almost this wispy, you know, like an aura borealis kind of fire that kind of rolls across the funguses. Cool. If it wasn't uh, for all the dead bodies down here, it'd probably be beautiful. And then we and came the across the scene of what's probably a murder. Seemed like a murder. Rounded a corner <laughs> and found two dead bodies, two skeletons, skeletal figures still holding one another. Their skeletons having uh, basically collapsed together. With their heads caved in. With their heads caved in. And then a third skeleton a short distance further along. Next With to a head-sized a, uh, rock. Head-sized rock. <laughs> yeah. At which point everyone, except for Masika. Masika's too busy hugging Narmer like a stuffed animal to her yep. chest. <laughs> At which point Narmer's like, no! He sticks out a flipper because he has a higher perception. Yeah, he has uh, a way <laughs> higher perception. Yeah, you'd rounded the corner to see the creeping green radiance writhe in the surrounding glowing lichen and form into these screaming faces that seems in, you know, innumerable hands that seem to push out from the surrounding walls, almost to grab out at you. Oh, it's like the, the little um, shaft that she falls in in the labyrinth. Yes, mm. like that, but more horrifying. And that was pretty horrifying was, yeah. in general. Yes, the, <laughs> the shaft of groping hands. Yes, it's pretty horrifying to start yeah. with. But yeah, and I guess let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get some initiative from the party, oh, no. shall we? Let's kick in some. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. Hollis is not ready. Jessica, what do we get for Hollis? Hollis rolls a seven for a fourteen. Okay. Jordan, what about Sudi? Sudi rolls a fourteen for a seventeen. Heather, what do we got for Masika? Masika rolls eleven for a fourteen, but Hollis is faster. Okay. Five plus seven. And Rachel, what do we get for Citra? I rolled an eleven for a seventeen. Okay. You and you are Sudi faster. I've got a plus also. three. I have a plus six. Okay. okay. Since you guys can only choose to all roll the same two numbers. <laughs> Apparently. Um, all right. So we're getting back into haunts. We haven't done haunts in a while. So yeah, the haunt begins to manifest Citra Nahamra. You have first initiative. Is there anything for me to stab yet? Like, can I stab the faces on the wall? Yeah. I mean, you can strike out at the haunt since you are a, uh, a relic raider rogue. I am a relic raider. It's one of the rare attributes of, or rare parts of your class that come into play. So they have not gone yet. So technically I would be getting my sneak attack. Yes. Correct. Cool. Alrighty. So basically if I'm, if I'm following this, uh, this thing manifests and then Citra just stabs straight out at the wall with her kukri. Yes. Stabbing the quote unquote flat footed haunt. Flat footed haunt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're, what we're calling it. We're getting into uh, yeah, We didn't expect weirdness. anyone to react that fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so apparently 11 is the number of the day. So I rolled an 11 for a 28. Uh, 28 will strike the haunt. As you spin, stab, your kukri flashes and glows with a soft blue radiance do as I, you stab it into the wall. Okay, do I even bother rolling my... Just the sneak attack. Just the sneak attack. Uh, right. Haunts can only be affected by positive energy, nothing else. Unless they have a specific weakness. Okay. That's still 76, though. Still a good amount of damage. That's a pretty good roll, too. Oh, we got a little critical <laughs> giggle starting up. <laughs> Wasn't a critical giggle, but it was pretty good. 33 points of damage. 
I rolled three sixes out of that. Nice. <laughs> 33 points of damage. Yeah, your kukri blazes to light. You ram it into the wall. There's this flash of blue and white and green radiance that roll together as the side of this, like almost this undulating mass of hands seems to flicker and become slightly less substantial. Sudikantar, the hunt's still going. <laughs> All right, so Sudi's going to tactically retreat. <laughs> All right. By tactically retreat, maybe... Oh, gosh, golly. All right, I am going to move past Citra up the uh, the side passage we didn't go down. Okay. And uh, let's see, I mean, I've got 50 feet of movement, so hopefully even if I have to squeeze or anything, it's going to be fine. I'm going to basically just go until I'm outside of the glowing green... Um, aura of the thing? Aura of the haunt, yeah. Basically get to the edge where the hands aren't starting to, like, push through the wall, you know? That seems to be almost the entire passage right now. Nuts. Although the glow isn't as bad the further away you get. You circle back around, you move past Citra, you rush back down the uh, the side passage, trying to find a way to get out of the way. So that I, the I imagine Sudi's just like, it's just like, good luck, everyone. And zoom, <laughs> just like gone. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Uh, sure, I'll make Maybe it whispering a prayer to Phrasma, being that that's your other I mean, thing. sure, yeah. There's something, something <laughs> sure, more serious yeah. in it. All right, I'll try an escape artist. I only have one rank in this, so this is going to be interesting. All right. Here we go. Well, I'm probably stuck. I rolled a seven for a 14. Yeah, I'm just imagining like low as I walk through the realm of Phrasma, I will fear no evil. <laughs> for a cleric is with me. For a cleric is with me, yeah. <laughs> well, so Sudi, you make your way forward. You get to this point. You try to wedge your way through. You get like your shoulder and like part of your way through before you just kind of wedge in place all the rope around that wrapped around you, wedging you. Oh, Sudi also then has that <laughs> moment where he gets stuck and he's like, ah, oh I could have just melded into the stone. Dang it. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> that yep. would have been the best way to Bye. do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like four-legged feline. Sudi's clavicles are not floating. It's true. <laughs> I mean, mechanically speaking, he can still get through anything you can fit his head through. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's just a really floating. high DC. Well, actually, no, Sudi can't make that DC, so... But anyone that puts enough ranks in uh, escape artists is enough of a contortionist to do that. But yeah, yep. Sudi, you're you're just kind of stuck in place as you wedge yourself in there and go, oh, I could have melted with stones as like all these hands start grabbing onto you as you're wedged in the rock and pulling you closer. Hollis, Starkweather. I got to get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go Peace. with Sudi. I'm going to squeeze. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Pass Citra back around until... Uh, <laughs> Until I can see Sudi, I'll go stand next uh, to Sudi. All the, all the non-positive okay. energy damage dealers are like, goodbye. So that's 10. All right, so that would be a double move since that's fine. this square anything counts else. as... Okay, because you have a 35-foot movement speed, right? 35, yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Hollis, you run around the corner and then see Sudi. Um, actually, Sudi is there right now, but... Oh. See Sudi, like, wedged in, trying to get back through the, uh, the small opening that you passed earlier. <laughs> oh, he looks stuck. Maybe I'll... I could... Oh, I don't have grease prepared. Hmm. All right, Sudi, I can push on you. Coming. It's fine. <laughs> pull me back. Pull me back. Push him through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Masika did not make the perception roll, so she did not get to act in the surprise round as this thing manifests. Oh. Good thing I didn't delay. I was thinking about delaying so Masika could go. I don't know. How am I going to get this in a sneak attack again, though? <laughs> mm. Paint it. <laughs> go before it. That brings us to the haunt. The uh -oh. hunt manifests. The radiance 
suffusing this area becomes blindingly bright. I will need a will save from Masika, Citra, and Hollis. Dang it. Sudi, it does not get blindingly bright as far back as you are right now Yay. as you're trying to wedge your way through. I'm blocking the light with my body. Okay. I roll an eight for an 18. I was going to say that is low for Hollis. I rolled an eight. Uh, Masika Ouch. rolls a 15 uh, for a 32. Okay. Uh, Citra got a 12 for a 23. Okay. Does Citra have a higher will save than Hollis? I have a 10. I have an 11. That's right. You took Iron Will, didn't you? Yes. And I, I don't have any will. wisdom. Yeah. Well, that that was what was confusing <laughs> me is because you're it's a you're a good will save class and she isn't. But the Iron Will kind of negates that. Mm. Well, I was getting scared a lot. So... As this as this light builds and grows, for a few moments, all of the three of you, the three ladies back there inside of this uh, this radiance, all you can see is just this blinding green light, and each of you feel this horrifying sense of claustrophobia, this sense of being trapped, that there's no way out, that you're buried alive, as you feel yourselves trying to you calm yourselves to keep yourself from hyperventilating, and this light won't go away and for a moment all of you feel this compulsion to just the only thing that you could do to stop the light as you look down towards your hand this feeling that you could just rip your eyes out Ah! you could stop the light Sudi's already lost an eye we don't need him losing another one I know right I would yep. take a blind fight. I mean, I could be really cool with an eye patch, though. I could, I could rock that too. We could have two eye patches. Team, team eye patch. Team I'm eye sure Sudi's got a couple extra. I think Falto bought him a couple. I was gonna say he's got, he's got like you know fashionable ones for fancy occasions. From this haunt, that's what it starts doing. We go to Citra. Okay, so I have to get sneak attack to get my etheric strike. So I am going to vanish and then stab it. Wait, does that work against a haunt? Because I'm invisible. invisible. I mean, technically, much like a ghost, a ghost can't see invisible creatures. So it should work. I didn't think haunts actually, like, perceived anything. There's. Well, it does specify under haunts that all haunts detect life sources and trigger as a result of the approach or contact with living creatures. But some haunts can be tricked by effects like hide from undead or invisibility. So, yes. Specifically calls out invisibility. It specifically calls out invisibility, and I would argue that this one, you know, it is perceiving you. And again, for your class feature stuff to work, you have to be able to sneak attack, which is something that normally a rogue couldn't do anyway. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to vanish. Very well. So Citra disappears. Yes. You do have move action remaining if you'd like to take it. I shall draw my second kukri. All right. Sudikantar. Sudi contemplates his life choices and the fact that he should uh, remember his living monolith abilities, and he will meld into stone. <laughs> so basically, you you basically walk into a a plane of rock. You come back out of that plane, so I'm gonna still be stuck when I come back out. Okay. So Sudi, you know, Hollis had you see Sudi, and then Sudi just goes da da da, and then just sinks into the stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it has to be big enough to hold me in three dimensions. So I'm just gonna go into the uh, the wall in the center of the like where the two passages split, like the part that's in the middle. All right. Okay. Slurp. I'm safe now. As long as it as this doesn't the completely. In the wall. Technically, there's a wall. Well, I don't know if I'm safe. That's a good question. Guess <laughs> we'll find out. Um, it does say that unless the unless the wall is destroyed, I'm just teasing. I don't actually. Have yeah, any idea I, I don't actually. Uh, no, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the question because I have no idea. From Sudi, we go to Hollis Starkweather. 
Okay, Hollis is going to continue through this little passage until she's in the darkest area. Is it darker here? I mean, it is not as bright as it was where you were a moment ago. It's still glowing green. There's still these creepy hands coming out of the walls, but... Yeah, but that's happening like all the way back through the passage that we... Yes, this entire passage is glowing. Okay, so I'm going to... So Okay, so Hollis is going to wiggle a little further down the passage. She knows Sudi went into the wall, so she will not disintegrate it to make a bigger passage for her to get through. Do not disintegrate um, the wall. That can kill me. <laughs> she will then cover her eyes. <laughs> All right. Move action, cover her eyes. I don't know. Very well. So you choose to close your eyes. Yes. Masika of the Beckon. Uh, Masika is going to cast positive pulse greater. The haunt needs to make a will save. Uh, a haunt never gains a will save to lessen the damage done by any effect that does positive energy. Oh, okay. So it doesn't get kill to it. make a will save. Nope. Kill it with pulse. So, you know, Narmer grabs onto you. Masika, do something. <laughs> They're coming for me. <laughs> Masika will squeeze Narmer and cast Positive Pulse Greater. It does 3d6 points of damage plus my caster level. So I rolled 11 on the dice. So it does 24 points of damage to the haunt. Nice. So, like, you squeeze Narmer and this bright light comes out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then. Um, just put him under your arm like a bagpipe. And just squeeze. <laughs> it's a 15 foot radius burst. So, I th- are Citra and I the only living creatures within that? Because I think Hollis is. I can't see Hollis now. I can't be Hollis is 15 feet wall. away, but she's also through 10 feet of solid stone. So, if it's a burst, it doesn't get to her and Sudi's okay. completely. Yeah, all right, well, then me and uh, Citra also get plus eight on all of our saving throws uh, that the haunt does. Uh, like, death oh. effects, energy drain, negative energy, and effects directly caused by haunts for the next round. Wow. Oh, cool. um, that is really cool. It's a insight bonus, so it should stack with our yes. cloaks. Yes, cool. it does. Wow. So nice. if it's not dead, Citra and I have a plus eight on our saving throws. So there's a massive pulse of light. This green light radiating off of Narmer and uh, Masika hits this green light suffusing this area before the hands just kind of fade away and retreat back. There's still this oppressive sense here, but the ghosts seem to have quieted. All right, I think that did it for now. Studio, pop out of the stone, because I can apparently still hear while I'm in the stone. Okay. Yeah, I can't see it, but I can hear it. I suppose after a moment, Citra reappears. Well, I uh, did what I could. (laughs) Masika's going to wiggle her way forward and grab the head-sized rock that's probably the murder weapon and chunk it down that other hallway so it's not close to the murdered people anymore. Eh. Hollis is going to pull on Sudi. And (laughs) then I'm going to say some prayers to the old gods over these murdered people to hopefully maybe put them to rest. Sure, go ahead and make me an old religion while you're praying there. Uh, Masika rolls a 10, which gets her 25. You don't think the murder weapon is probably the cause or the focus for this haunt. Mm. And judging by the oppressive air here, you have, for lack of a better term, you've disabled this. Mm-hmm. But you have not put these spirits to rest. You know what I think? Judging by the feeling of the light, I think we should take them into the open air. I mean, I don't think we can take them right now, because... Uh, we need to go further and get what we came for. But on the way back... I mean, it's just a theory. I don't know if it's actually true. It's a better theory than mine, which is nothing. Also, there's a lot of bones in here. Well, we need to take all of them. That was a lot of hands. 
I think it's just these three. Mr. Murder Pants and his victims. All right. I mean, for all you know, that might have been a mercy killing. Yeah, but still. Could be. Because they were panicking because of the claustrophobia and stuff? Yeah. Just as a small anecdote, like, again, I don't actually have a lot of phobias, but claustrophobia is kind of in there. Like, I will get a little claustrophobic sometimes, so I can understand, like, that, uh, like, you know, heights don't bother me. I don't me, like all the rest elevators. That, even if you're not claustrophobic, if you've ever gone down in a cave mm-hmm. and yeah. had, like, stone literally pressing on your chest and your back, it will make you feel some claustrophobia, mm-hmm. even if you don't normally have it. Yeah, it's, it's always that, you know, for me, like, the descent, the scariest part of the descent oh, was yeah. just when they were stuck. No, it wasn't yeah. even the monsters. I was like, nope, you're just stuck down there. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So. Oh, and then there's the other one in the... Um, when they're in the Paris catacombs as and they're above, going so through. below yeah yeah that was it and there was that scene and they had to like oh, all right all right calm down calm down and there's a bunch of skulls and stuff everywhere. oh <laughs> yeah I want to go to the Paris catacombs I do too actually I think it'd be really interesting but you all join back together there's only a single passage making its way forward from here now that Sudi can inform you that that side passage to uh, that was to Citra's left links back around to the smaller passage that you saw earlier. And that it doesn't contain anything of real note. Hmm. Well, I suppose uh, Citra will take the lead again. All right. Citra, you continue ahead, leading the other three a short distance behind you. Only for maybe another 15, 20 feet or so, as you wind your way ahead and reach a point where a second passage again intersects with this one, spiraling away off towards your left, the central passage that you're in continuing straight ahead. Both of them, you can tell, again, this entire time, you've been on an incline. But again, as above, it's very slight. It's as if everything is just leading you further and further down. Decline, sir. Or at another fork in the road. I can go straight ahead or I can take a left. Which packet passage looks bigger? Straight. I vote bigger. I mean, it seems reasonable. At least ones that are big enough for a person to get by, because they would have had to come down here to put whatever the lantern actually is in here. Straight it is, then. You turn. Make your way ahead. Go get me a perception roll from the party. Oh, gosh, golly. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to roll eights today. All right, I roll an eight for a 21. I roll a 15 for a 38. Uh, Masika rolls a four for an 11. Uh, Narmer rolls a 15, which gets him a 33. Uh, I rolled a nat 20 for a 37. Ooh. Okay. But uh, Sudi still beat me. <laughs> yeah, but not 20 so yeah, yeah, He's got all that, that wisdom. It's that wisdom you, and max ranks, man. You make your way ahead. At turn, time's turning sideways as you make your way along. The soft crunch, crunch, crunch sound of sand and rock and bone underfoot. Sometimes padded out by the sound as you walk on any of this moss or lichen that has grown across the floor. That damp smell of earth all around you. All of you here, this distant but now closer, sobbing laughter. Much as you'd heard before, but you seem to be getting closer to it. Sudi and Citra, you can tell that there's a passage ahead and off towards your left. And it sounds, if you can judge by the echoes in here, like it's coming from that direction. It seems we're not alone down here. At least she's got a shinsha humor. I, I don't think <laughs> it's um, funny laughter and armor. Oh. I, I can't tell. All laughter's funny to me. Should we go figure it out? I think we should go investigate this. We don't want it sneaking up behind us. It's probably the direction we're supposed to go anyway. So. Perhaps. That always seems to be the case. 
If video games have taught us anything, follow where the enemies are coming from. If video yeah. games have taught us anything, it's you start the level and then you immediately turn around and go the wrong direction because they always hide a treasure behind you. <laughs> if you've ever played Final Fantasy 13, they're really bad about it. <laughs> or Uncharted. You make your way forward. The passage ahead of you continues. However, off towards your left, you can see the passage opens up almost into a small cave. An area where the, the three to four foot wide passage opens up into an area maybe some 12 to 13 feet across. From here, you can see there's a single figure a single skeletal figure mm. covered mm. entirely in lichen. No thanks. Laying curled in a fetal position towards the far corner of this room. Let me go ahead and get a perception roll from the party. Mm. Okay, that's better. I rolled a 16 for a 29. I roll an eight for a 31. Uh, Masika rolls a 17. Which gets her a 24. Narma rolls a 4 for a 22. Uh, Citra also got a 16 for a 33. Oh, well. I guess it's so freaking perceptive. Mm-hmm. Masika's not. I just rolled high. Oh, there you go. Masika relies on Narma. Pretty much. He's like her uh, her spotting dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's not real subtle about it, though. Like, no hunting would actually happen. Masika! <laughs> Whenever you put him in silent mode, he just drops down, you know, raises up one paw and sticks his, you know, or one flipper and sticks his nose straight out like one of those old school hunting dogs. He directs us with his barbels. Yep. Follow yeah. the barbels. As all of you turn, all of you notice two things at the same time. In one case, it's the suffusing green light over this mound begins to glow brighter. And all of you see the beginning flames forming into hands once again, covering the surrounding walls. Ah, nuts. That is coupled, however, with an escalation in the sobbing laughter. Uh-oh. Citra, as you look ahead, as all of you heard this, Citra's the only one that can clearly see into the room. You see this ghostly apparition slide free from the wall, wearing these tattered remnants of what you can only seem to think as maybe some sort of this is clothing too nice for a slave that ah. would have built this place. But maybe that of someone of a higher position, an overseer, maybe even an architect, if they buried the architects alive down here too. I'm going to bet they did. The figure yeah. seems to be deformed, clad in this rotted dark blue cowl and a robe with only a skinned crocodilian snout protruding from under its hood. Well, that's weird. Its jaw opens and this cackling, maniacal voice comes out of it as it begins to screech this sobbing cry. And I'll need initiative from the party. Oh, oh wow. gosh. Initiative. Okay, okay. okay I'm this even place less is ready very, than I was This previously. thing is very dense with uh, peril. I don't like it. Yep, it's really tight down here. Well, this is what happens when you lock an entire workforce and let them just all die underneath your thing. It, they become additional guardians when they become undead. Mm-hmm. Let's see this one up the rear. I I'm in the middle. So, yeah. You make a squishy sandwich. <laughs> All right. This guy's got a name. Uh-oh. Means he's a bad guy. Big bad guy. Could have worked this out. A big bad evil guy. So, Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a 6 4 13. Oh, no. Yeah, not ready. All right. Sudikantar. 
Sudi rolls another 14 for a 17, weirdly. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolled a 19 for a 25. Dang! My dice are on my side today. Get them. Masika of the Beckon. Masika rolls a 10 for a 13. I'm starting to wonder if Sudi and Masika shouldn't switch until we're out of the haunty lands. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. <laughs> Sudi got a 17, correct? Yes. Okay. Round one of combat begins, as everyone is aware of everyone. Citra Nahamra, your first initiative. I'm going to step up and stab him while I can. <laughs> nice. All right, so you're rushing the uh, the spectral spirit. Yep. You may make a knowledge religion as you close on him. Nope. All right. You think he's a ghost. <laughs> At the very least, he's floating, just walk through a wall and seems semi-transparent. Please tell me you critted him. You just got a natural 20. Yeah, boy! A perfect 20 will automatically hit. Is it a ghost touch weapon? No, I'm using my etheric strike. Very well, but you cannot double critical on a sneak attack, nor can you double critical on a non-ghost touch weapon against an ethereal creature. That is an automatic hit, however. Don't give me that look. You know <laughs> yeah, this rule. That's, that's the want. rules. Okay, so is he a haunt or is he like, will my attack actually get through this time? Uh, he is a full-on ghost. So, yep, as long as your attack is magical, which I believe it is. Is? Okay. All right, so nine regular, three electricity, and 21 points of positive energy. Cool. A solid hit as you dive to the attack and ram your pulsing blue blade into the center of this thing using your archetypes, uh, what do they call that? Etheric strike. Etheric strike. Used two of those so far. I know, I only have two more. <laughs> Uh-oh. As your blade pulses, slams into the center of this thing, and there's this pulse of energy that goes through it. Masika, I need backup. <laughs> uh, I don't have any more of that spell, but I'll see what I can do. From Citra, we go to Sudikantar. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with a religion check to see what this is. Very well. Maybe not. I rolled an eight. I don't have a lot of religion, so uh, that's going to be a 13. You got more than I do. You think it's undead. Cool. So I can punch it. Uh, <laughs> Sudi is going to run in past the creature basically to, to start trying to set up for the flank with uh, Citra. So he runs basically to the other side of this area. Okay, um, so 50 feet at that point because you are moving at half speed while you're squeezing. And I got 50 feet of movement, baby. Alright, let me double check his feats here real quick. Oh no. He will go ahead and use his attack of opportunity from his combat reflexes oh, as he flashes out. Yeah, is what it is. I couldn't move at half, half speed and do an acrobatic, so. Snaps out with a bite from his crocodilian maw. Uh, actually, since you're a monk, this might be on the fence. That is a 25 to hit your touch AC. Uh, that will hit my touch AC. Ah. Sadness. Again, as a monk, I figure your touch AC is pretty good. Yeah, no, I don't get, I'm not a high enough level monk to get, like, tons of bonuses to my AC. So, chumps onto you for four points of negative energy damage. Owie. Now the bad part. And one point of constitution damage. As you there feel it is. its ghostly maw snap onto your shoulder. Again, you just pass through, but this numbness shoots down your arm from where it bit onto you. Oh, boy. Sudi just kind of, like, shivers and goes, I think it drains ah, my vitality. That's not good. I will drain more than that. Sudi's going to just punch it in the snout like he's a he's a cat going after a crocodile. <laughs> Poop it in the okay. snoot! Yes. Ah, smack. Great A, booping in, in the snoot. Here we go. For anyone that Wowzers. hasn't seen those cat scare off crocodile videos, they're all great. Yes, they're all oh my gosh. 
So I uh, roll a 19, which is a 38. A 38 will strike the flat-footed ghost. Cool. I'm not going to do a ton of damage, but we'll give it a try here. That is 11 points of damage. My fists are magical. All right. Pow, 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 pow. Wait, let me make sure my monk level doesn't touch, count as ghost touch. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, they, they don't. <laughs> oh, well. That brings us to the ghost. <laughs> no. It cackles. Burst into this terrifying, maniacal laughter. I will need a will save from the party. Great. Is this? It is a fear effect. Fear effect. Okay, cool. Does an, ar- an armor's immune to fear. I feel nothing. <laughs> That's not true. But love. <laughs> okay, is this considered a haunt or a ghost? This is a ghost. Dang uh, is it. Is like, both going on? Both are going off at the things. exact same time. Okay. Oh, crud, really? There's oh a haunt God. and a ghost happening simultaneously. Okay, so I'm just going to need you to clarify which when one you is start going. killing me, you know, which one it is. Because I <laughs> do get been a more than a round, so our, bo- our bonuses from my other spell don't. I know. I'm sad. Well, Hollis gets an 11 this time, that which totals out to 21 for that will save. Okay. Sudi rolled a 3 for an 18. Okay. Uh, Masika rolls an 18 uh, for a 35. Okay. I also rolled an 11 for a 22. Okay. Yikes. Are we all just running away in fear? <laughs> So he's going to rip out his other eye. Except for Masika, she's like, wait a minute, where are y'all going? If that's the case, I'm going to cast Remove Fear and not Channel. But, you know, because the Channel will hit the Ghost and the Haunt. That's true. I only have the one left, but, you know. Our need is very dire if there is a Haunt and a Ghost I know, because I was just going to cast Ghostbane Dirge on the Ghost, and then y'all oh, could punch it real good. But, uh, no. No. Uh, That's if unfortunate. Y'all, if y'all are running away screaming, then... Well, the good problem. news for you is Sudi probably can't run away because you run away from the source of what made you afraid, and I have nowhere to go. Into the wall. I mean, there's oh, a Oh, actually, that's a good point. You. He goes in the wall. <laughs> yeah, but there is also a passageway behind you. I'm not good enough at escape artists to get through that. I'm just going to get myself wedged in there. It's still an escape route. That's true. If you're scared, you're going to try for it. I know I would. All right. Hollis, Sudi, Citra, you are all panicked. Oh, God. As you drop everything you're holding, stumble back from this horrifying thing and begin to flee at the top speed that you can. Run! A reminder for panicked is a creature drops everything it holds and flees at top speed from the source of its fear, as well as any other dangers it encounters along a random path. It can't take any other actions. In addition, the creature takes a minus two penalty on all saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. If cornered, a panic creature cowers and does not attack, typically using the total defense action in combat. A panic creature can use special abilities, including spells to flee. The creature must use such means if they are the only way to escape. Great. Great. As this thing bursts into laughter. Uh, that is its standard action, however. At least there's that. And it will then... You know, it'll go ahead and five foot step as it glides into the wall. Ah, ah rude. That's my trick. Well, we're running anyway, so. You can still hear its laughter echoing in your mind. From, there we go to Masika of the Beckon. All right. You just hear us all scream. Ah! I can see Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will go ahead and save you some issue. If okay. you move okay. to the entrance to the room, you can see Everybody. your other two companions. 
Alright, so I cast Remove Fear. If the subject is under the influence of a fear effect and receiving the spell, that effect is suppressed for the duration of the spell, which is for 130 minutes. Yay! Sweet. Oh, nice. Alright, so for a moment, all of you feel this overwhelming fear. Technically, none of you had gotten a chance to act, and you actually can't drop objects when it's not your turn. So nice. none of you hey. even dropped anything as you there's this wild clucking sound probably from Sugar as she starts oh, battering around her. inside her cage. Oh, yeah, Masika would have cast it on Sugar, too. I mean, you know, I <laughs> yeah, have you got the, enough. Yeah. Well, we I have, have share enough. spells. I don't but know. But Masika has a moment to kind of, like, see what's going on and goes, no, 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 runs into the center of the room. <laughs> And then sees like Sudi is puffed up to double his normal size, and, <laughs> and it's not Citrus, because he's in beginning. Then <laughs> Citra is beginning to like grab. She's you know taking her offhand is beginning to like rotate through all of her holy symbols like Benny and the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and you then cast remove fear, and everyone's okay again. Oh, all right, all right, okay, cool. Hollis Starkweather, unless you want to take a free action or something like that from Asika. No, we're good. All right, Hollis needs to be able to see. She's gonna move forward a little. I'm just going to move here and ready to magic missile if I catch sight of the ghost. So Hollis moves forward, readies. Mm-hmm, I got my finger guns ready. That brings us to the haunt. I will now need a will save from the party as the oh. haunt begins to manifest. Is it a fear effect? <laughs> oh, well. All haunts are fear effects. So uh, everybody yeah. gets a plus four. I rolled good this time. Um, I roll an 18 for a 28, 32 with that bonus. Okay, with that bonus, so plus four, 15, 19, 26 for Sudi, rolling a seven. Uh, Masika rolls a five, so with the plus four bonus, she gets a 26. Uh, Citra rolled a 12, which gave me a 23, with the plus four is a 27. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's manifesting. Again, you feel that same sensation of being trapped down here, but you then just kind of power through, like, okay, well, you've got a ghost to deal with first. All these spells that I keep in case of haunts and ghosts are finally paying <laughs> off. Right? I'm like, finally every once in a while, we run into something in court. Because every time I'm doing Mystica spells, I'm like, do I really need that? Yes, because we might run into another ghost. Yeah. I was hoping, yeah, Sudi in his panic would just get stuck in that wall next to him as he's like, yeah. ah, gotta, gotta get away. From the haunt, we go to Citra Nahamra. I suppose I am going to ready to Jab it when it comes out of the wall. Okay, so Citra readies. Sudi Kantar. Sudi's going to delay because I'm going to see if I can get a, a flurry of blows off on it when it pops out. It's the only way I'm going to do any significant damage to it. So Sudi delays. Masika, to your right, a form emerges from the wall, Gosh, slides free as it steps out. Hollis, your radiant action does go off as Masika just sees this thing slide out. It snaps its jaws. Good thing Masika isn't one of those people that throws things when she's scared, because otherwise Narma would have been launched. <laughs> you just face. eat him right <laughs> through the ghost. <laughs> Am I a magical weapon? Let's run out. Uh. <laughs> I'd argue he would be. All right, I rolled almost entirely ones, and it takes 13 points of damage. Aww. Oh. I know. So basically, Masika, you see this thing next to you, you nearly throw Narma <laughs> in its face, at which point these five missiles stream around you and slice into the thing for full effect as a force effect. I got a couple more of those. I'd like I blow my finger gun like whew, at the top. I have 20 scrolls of magic missile. Yeah. Mass. <laughs> I might do a, a quicken and then a normal magic missile next turn. We'll see how I feel. It bites Masika. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. Knowledge check, Masika. You should do it on your next turn. Yep, you two have seen it, so on your next turn you can. Uh, that's a 31 to hit Masika's touch, I say. Whoa! Oh, 
Yes. I don't like him. I don't like this one. I feel like we went yeah, the this, wrong way. This guy is going to be a problem. Six points of negative energy. I feel like we went the wrong way. Three points of constitution damage, oh, so no. that is oh. at least two points. So keep in mind that you've lost the number of hit points equal to your level, your saves go down, etc., etc. It then, to reinforce why uh, you're probably not happy with this, uh, since it is using its spring attack, slides into the wall on the opposite no! side of the tunnel. It's the one so, thing I was worried about. No. It's so cheap that when ghosts have spring attack, I, <laughs> Gosh, it dry, okay. the worst. I will. Oh, wait, maybe I, if I have it like ethereal anchor, there's a spell that keeps that's like a stop it kind of a spell. I'm going to see if I have it. Does ghost paint dirge make them solid enough to not? No, be it just walls? affects uh, us. For, yeah, uh, it just affects the damage. Anchor, done too. Oh, that is. Oh, that is so bad. From there we go to. Uh, Masika of the Beckon, unless Sudi wants to reenter the initiative because he does hear Masika cry out. You know what? Sudi will re-enter the initiative. He's going to move. Can I get in that square to the left of Masika on the map? So you want to rush past Masika and then get next to her? Yeah. Yeah. That is difficult terrain squares, but that would be... Uh, I think that's 25? 40 feet of movement 40? because okay, of the difficult cool. terrain. Yeah. I have it, y'all. I'm going to spend an action using okay. that ability. to. And then Sudi will ready to... Uh, strike at the creature if it pops out of a wall adjacent to him. Very well. And ba I, I guess it'll also just be like, all right, everybody, we need to we need to get together. This thing is going to try to pick us off. Okay, I got an idea. It'll take me a couple rounds. Couple rounds? Well, I need a round to switch my spell out and a round to cast the spell. Oh, okay. So That's still a lot. Rounds. Still a well, long time. I have Force Anchor. I did not prepare it today. Uh, oh, does Force Anchor work on ghosts? specifically creates an anchor of force that prevents them from moving through walls. Ooh. From from Sudi we go to Masika of the Beckon. All right, so Masika's going to ready to channel to harm undead so it'll hit the ghost and the haunt when it <laughs> decides to come back out of the stupid This is going to be a fight of us doing nothing but readying. Mm -hmm. So Masika readies. Speaking of the haunt, <laughs> I will need uh. a will save from the party. Good golly. I just, I gotta, I only have one channel left, so I gotta wait until it's, oh, you know, no. you still get your plus four that lasts for 130 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it helps. All right. I rolled a 13 for a 23, 27 with the plus four. Okay. I roll an 18 for a 37. Uh, Masika rolls a 12, which gets her 29. So 33 with the plus four. Okay. I rolled a five. For a 16, 20 with the bonus. All of you save. Wow. Some of you just barely. <laughs> As again, this light becomes steadily brighter and brighter and brighter to the I point where, again, if you close your eyes, you can see it through your eyelids bright. Yikes. As it begins to glare around you. Sudi, get in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> if only Sudi had the ability to, like, uh, uh, what is that thing that... Uh... Like Earth, Earth Glide, if you only had Earth yeah. Glide, right? Go in there and start punching the ghost in the, in the Earth. <laughs> Citra, your rated action did not go off. I know. But I I don't know if it's going to pop up in here because, like, I'm kind of by myself and so I'm vulnerable or if it's going to keep going after the magic users. No way. But I don't really have another option. Uh, I'm at least going to uh, pull out a scroll of magic missile. Okay. Hmm. And I'm going to ready that if I see it, I'm going to try and cast a scroll of magic missile. All right. Nice. Fair. I can ready and pull it out, right? Yes. Well, pulling yeah, it out to move, pull. and then you can ready a standard. Okay, just yep. want to make sure. Hollis Starkweather. All right, Hollis uses her standard action to prepare Force Anchor in one of her open third-level slots. 
Very well. Yeah, so you quickly dig out, you know, if you flip open your spell book, flip ah, through the pages. Uh, this one. Okay. All right, I got it, got it, got it. <laughs> just imagine you sound like one of those uh, guys at the auction house. It's like, and just like magic runes like just exploding around you. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I've heard a it's very random side tangent. I heard, I remember reading one of the various theories on why wizard preparing spells works. I think it was in one of the Forgotten Realms novels. And it was that a wizard, a spell is something that usually takes like minutes to cast every single spell. Yeah. Except for that when a wizard prepares spell, they chant through everything except for like the last three words. And so it's just floating around them, waiting for them to speak the final incantations. That's cool. And I've always loved that concept that it's just like, no, I'm actually prepping all of my magic before. It makes it make a lot more sense than like your, these yeah. spells are like an 18th level spell that only takes six seconds of uttering to do, you know? Yeah. All right, Masika, you want to move so I can have your spot and see all the areas so I can anchor this thing? All right. So Hollis prepares a new spell. I have a move action, but I'm not really going anywhere. Just... Oh, as a side note, uh, Hollis or Masika could have made an alt religion oh, on their turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have done that. Uh, 11. 11 for a 34. Uh, wow. Masika rolls a 13 for a 28. I have intelligence. Both of you recognize this. Um... Masika, you'll get two questions. Hollis, you know, technically you got three, so if you guys want to figure out what you want for all three of those questions, more or less. Uh, Weaknesses? Yeah. You are able to recognize this as being a geist. Oh, oh it's a, not geist a ghost. A geist is formed when an exceptionally evil humanoid is killed by a haunt and proves too tenacious to submit to death's call. Oh, wow. Was this a grave robber? I think this was the slave master. Oh, maybe that too. Why not both? You may ask pertaining towards the guys. That's really all you know, basically, about geists is that they're uh, um, horrible undead abominations that, you know, were evil and then killed by haunts. You may ask pertaining towards them three questions. Do they have any weaknesses? They do specifically have a weakness. Yeah. Uh, they do have sunlight powerlessness, which means that if a creature is in sunlight but not in an area of a daylight spell or so on, it cannot attack and is staggered. Well, that's not helpful down here. Unless you had the daylight spell. I do not. No, it specifically says not the daylight spell in oh, actual oh, sunlight. Oh, not the daylight. Oh, it okay. has to be exposed to the power of the sun. Uh, spell resistance? Does it have spell resistance? Specifically spell resistance, no. All right. What do you think, Heather? Oh, I mean, what are its other special defenses? Uh, it's defensive abilities. It possesses channel resistance. Uh, in addition to channel resistance, it is incorporeal, so it has the standard incorporeal things. Cannot be affected by non-magical weapons. Takes half damage from any corporeal source, etc., etc. In addition to that, it has the standard undead traits. So immune to death effects, disease, mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, moral effects, phantasms, and patterns, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires fortitude save unless the effect all chose effects objects. Terms condition may apply. See your local yep. uh, haunt for details. And also can't take ability damage and things like that. So that Yay. brings us to the creature. It glides out of the wall next to Hollis and strikes out at her. Uh, <sighs> I channel. Yep, so as soon as it emerges from the wall, you can channel. It does get a save bonus against this. It gets a 31. Oh, I do 27 points of damage. I rolled real good. And that's to hit it and the haunt. So the haunt's just going to take that. Yeah, the haunt just takes it. Half of that's going to be 13 since he did save, although that does fully affect him because channeled energy fully affects even if it's from a corporeal source. Mm. The green luminosity around you does flicker for a moment, although it still glows despite taking this blast of positive energy. 
Yeah, that's the last time I could do that today, guys. All right, all right. Will a, and again, this, eh, it's on the fence, I'm going to say, will a 24 hit Hollis's touch AC? Oh, yeah, barely. Yeah. Even with my mage armor. You take one point of negative energy damage. Ooh, and four points of constitution Ooh. drain as it chomps oh. and rips a good portion of your spirit out. All right, well, I have a lesser Ow. restoration, a restoration, and a greater restoration, so I can get most of us past Well, I'm down 26 hit points from my max hit points right now. It then Plus continues one. into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I didn't see it. Son of a... Well, that's the, the, the rub, right? Well, y'all are also in a corridor yeah, with very some, little visibility. Yeah, we need to all move well, into that, that chamber, I think. We need to move closer to the body. <laughs> Could be him. From there we go to City Contar. City Contar doesn't like this situation that he's in at all. Uh, okay, Sudi's gonna heed Jordan's advice and uh, make his way back into the chamber with Citra. I'm gonna position myself actually in the middle of the room so that then I could potentially ready and get a hit on him. All right, everybody comes out of the room. I think that's the plan. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think we need to do. So Sudi will then ready to attack the ghost if it pops out of a wall within. You know, strike range of him, which should be if he comes out anywhere in this room. So here's hoping. All right. So Sudi rushes back in there and then you said readies. Yep. Crouches in preparation. That brings us to the hunt. I'll need a will save from the party. Okay, cool. Oh, boy. All right. Hollis gets a 16 for a 30. Sudi gets a 17 for a 36. Uh, that's the opposite of the oh, boy, I was expecting from what Jordan said. <laughs> Well, just, oh boy, at having to do will saves. <laughs> ah. All right. My dice luck will not hold out. We all know this. Asika? I rolled a 16, so that's a 37. Cedric? I rolled a 6 for a 21. You're still scraping by, although, again, oh. like this light is blinding you as you stand here. <laughs> again, you're kind of like in the center of this glowing mass. Yeah. Citra, your ready to action did not go off. Yeah. I'm just going to ready Second again. Second burst, same as the first. <laughs> Stand there, scroll in hand. I'll start with her. I'm going to delay until after Masika. Masika goes right after me, right? Correct. Okay, I'm going to delay till after Masika. You guys have all moved in the initiative at this point, so it's everyone's yep. all over the place. Uh, from Hollis, we go to Masika. All right, well, since Hollis wants to be where I am, I guess I'll... Into the room with everyone. Move in behind Sudi, since that's a full square. I have a rules question, Rick. I have a rules answer. So, my healing hex. This acts as a cure light wound spell using the witch's caster level. At fifth level, it works as a cure moderate wounds, and I can only use it once every 24 hours per creature. Since it works like cure moderate wounds, the spell, can I slap the haunt with my healing hex? It says it acts like the spell, and we know we can use cure spells to damage undead and haunt, so... I'm thinking yes, but, you know, it's your call. It specifically states that it acts as Cure Light Wounds, which is the only mechanical description that it literally gives us. And Cure Light mm -hmm. Wounds says that it can damage things. Okay. So, so I would say yes, because, you know, rules is, it kind of falls into that uh, expeditious retreat. Yeah. Expeditious retreat doesn't require to run away. It just makes yeah. you faster. So yeah. I think All right, this falls so into I'm the same gonna category. Smack the haunt with my healing hex. So it's going to take the Cure Moderate Wounds damage. All right, so you ready in action? Well, wouldn't it be like the haunt. moderate? Oh, the haunt. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, oh, wow, that's a good roll. I rolled two sevens, so 14. Max is at 10, so 24 damage to the haunt. Very nice. 
Very I'm tired good. Tired of making will saves. <laughs> I yes, like our luck will eventually fail. We will eventually Masika fail. one v one this haunt is rad. <laughs> at least it would. Feel, at least if the haunt goes away, it feels like we're making progress instead of just getting you know uh, spring attacked by this uh, crocodile thing. The luminosity dims to the same light it was before as the yeah. hands retreat back inside and Woo. this the ghostly writhing apparition that had formed on top of the huddled body sinks back into the uh, the soft flames dancing across the. All right, that's uh, that's one thing down. All right, I'm gonna re-enter the initiative. Hollis re-enters the initiative. Uh, she's gonna take a step forward. Can I be here? Yeah. So any square that is half space is just moving basically through difficult terrain. All right, Hollis is essentially gonna take a couple steps in here, or like into toward the, the room, into the cave, so that I can see all the squares in the cave, and I can see the square presumably it would have to hop out into to hurt me. Uh, and then I will... Can I prepare to cast on the defensive? Uh, anytime that you cast a spell, you may choose to cast that defensive. Oh, okay, cool. Then I will prepare to cast Force Anchor on this fool when he comes right. out of the wall. So you're ready in action. That brings us to the Geist. Ah, uh, this guy. It springs out of the wall, lashing out towards Sudi, which means oh, that ah, Sudi's, well, Sudi's ready action goes off first, Me first. because it goes okay. in a continued initiative order. So first Sudi... Okay. All right, so Sudi rolls the ghost. a 16 for a uh, 35. Very well. So, yeah, you rabbit punch out at this thing's crocodilian snout as it springs out of the wall. Uh, at you. Minimum damage, so nine points of damage. All right. So punching into it, at which point Citra's ready to action goes off. I rolled a 21. Oh, nice. well, nice. there you go. You successfully <laughs> managed to cast the spell. Okay, and it's just, so if it's just a first level, it's just a 1d4. 1d4 plus 1. 1d4 okay. plus 1. So three points of damage. damage. Yep. Hey, hey, full full effect. Yeah. So that's only one point less than Sudi just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. As a single magic missile swirls across the distance as this scroll disintegrates in your hand, at which point Hollis's ready to action goes Hollis off. Hollis is like, good job, good job. Uh, force anchor. <laughs> it's a spell attack. Aha, I rolled a 17 on the die. So this is a ranged touch attack, 17... Uh, 27 to hit its touch attack, or t- to hit its touch AC. 27 will strike your target's touch AC. Excellent. So here's what happens. Um, there's no saving throw because I had to hit it. It will take 5d4 damage. So let me do some 5d4 damage action. Okay. So you literally conjure an anchor that stabs into this thing as you throw it across the distance. <laughs> yep. So basically you harpoon it. I harpoon <laughs> it with a magical force anchor. It takes... 15 points of force damage. Jeez. Um, it is now uh, anchored. This means it prevents him from moving through solid objects. Additionally, anytime it moves through a square occupied by another creature, the square counts as two squares for the purpose of calculating movement. Spiffy. Hmm? All right. Yeah, so you stab this thing. The spear wedges in it. All right. That should that uh, that should keep him in here, y'all. For better or for worse. All right, now it's going to try to now hit Now it's going to hurt me. Yeah, now All it's right. going to go ahead and keep biting Sudi. Now it's going to switch to full attacks, and that's going to be probably worse. Well, at worse. least you can hit it in between without reading. It's true. Uh, 23 to hit Sudi's touch AC. Ah, that's exactly my touch AC. Six points of negative energy damage. Okay. Three points of con damage. Uh-oh, my hit points. <laughs> what does that bring your con damage up to? I'm at four. Uh, I guess it will then continue its spring attack, but it'll just step to the side. That's good. Yeah. Get away from me. That's good. Let more than one melee person come after you, so that's good. 
I mean, it really makes no difference because there's three squares adjacent to it regardless. You could maybe try to squeeze through there. Please like do and escape get stuck. Artist, buddy. Probably nothing because he's incorporeal. Yeah, because again, I think he springs <laughs> to the side, probably tries to go into the wall and bounces off of it and then just kind of tugs uh, at this it thing, stabbing it. It prevents the target from moving through any space smaller than the creature's size. Oh. Well, oh, wow. So they can't even squeeze. Nope. He's yeah. got big old flukes off of the side of this anchor that, like, catch. Wow. That is a really cool spell. It has never come in handy, and I regretted taking it, but I'm happy I have Until it now. Until now. <laughs> you just needed to wait for the right moment. Apparently. I'm glad I bought it at this point. Well, again, with incorporeal creatures, there are a lot of spells. It's like, this spell is utterly worthless until it is invaluable. Yeah. 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 From there we go to our new initiative order, of which the top of the initiative, Masika. <laughs> I'm going to cast Ghostbane Dirge. <laughs> yes, it's, yes. All of a sudden, like, all the magics come it together to, to make just a will save. All right. Stop it, you. F off, ghost. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery, and by nunnery, I mean the boneyard. Ooh, uh, that's a good one, though. 34. Aww. Oh, yeah, that'll save. Boo. I tried. I only have the one. It was worth it. It was mm. worth a try. Good try. Uh, you'll move extra remaining if you'd like to take it. Uh, no, I'm going to stay where I am. Sudi Kantar. All right. Sudi is ready to finally Floria blows this this thing. Sadly, I'm going to be doing half damage for everything, but I will Floria blows, um, and then I will also go ahead and spend a key point to get a bonus attack, because why not? Jeez. Um, okay, so that is a 17 for a 36. 36 will strike your target. For 10 points of damage. All right. 13 for a 32. 32 will strike your target. Ah, nice! Everywhere. Why? For 10 points of damage. Very consistent for some reason here. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, 10 for a 24. 24 will strike your target. Hey! Dice Y. Nine points of damage. Okay. Uh. Oh, that's trash. That's a six for a 15. A 15 will not strike a target. Okay. All right. And then my key attack, seven for a 26. 26 will strike a target. Cool. Finally, something that wasn't a one or a two. Uh, so that is 13 points of damage. Farewell. You pummel away, striking it over and over and over again for a grand total of 20 points of damage after everything oh, else. After, yeah, after all the, all, the, all the tabbed. Up and down and everything else. But uh, yeah, you're still hammering this thing back against the wall as it keeps bouncing off of the wall. You know, its arm, like, flailing into the wall, trying to, like, pull itself in, but still stuck. Ha. Huh. From there, we go to Citra Nahumra. Uh, Citra is going to step up beside Sudi and full-out attack. Cool. Stab that ghost. Stab that geist. First attack is a 17 plus 17 with 34, which is a threat. Uh, 34 oh. will hit. You cannot threat yeah. or critical this thing without a ghost touch weapon. Yep. Oh, well. Okay, so that is 10 points of regular, 2 points of electricity. All right. And then my second attack is another 17, this time for a 29. 29 will strike your target. Would have been another freaking critical. <laughs> for uh, 8 points of regular, 6 points of electricity. Still, two solid hits as you dive forward and begin to slice into this thing. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis is going to pull her uh, rod of quicken, okay. and uh, she's going to start by just casting magic missile. All right. See where we are after that. I don't know what this guy's looking like. He's looking like an undead ghost. Less substantial than he was a minute ago. 
What the heck more was this guy in life if he had a crocodile mouth? It was probably a mask, like, and then just his undead form just fused it. Mm. Could be. Oh, I like that. I was I was thinking maybe it's like some kind of Rakashka or something. I mean, maybe he was a follower of Sobek that renounced his faith at the last second, and then Sobek's like, haha, crocodile head. Who knows? Possible. Uh, I finger guns for 18, and if he's still standing, I will quicken magic missile again. He's still standing. Okay. I quicken magic missile again uh, for 17 more 10, points. Total of 10 magic missile bolts shred into this ghostly figure who is still standing as it oh my gosh. screeches well, and laughs maniacally on the far side of the room. You can laugh yourself right to the grave, fella. Again. He will go ahead and... Yeah, he's been messing up Sudi. No so, more, Yeah, he'll attack sir. Sudi again. No, no, sir. Please, sir, I don't want more. I don't want uh, 25. Did That'll you, did do. You say? Yep. One point of negative energy damage. Oh, fun. Three points of constitution damage. Wow, guys, I'm dying. As it chomps onto you and begins to drain a... How many? That's seven points, I think you yes. got Yes. Okay, we need I'll, to get... I'll fix you after this because I have restoration spells... I have 21, spells. so it's, it's got a ways to go, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be out of hit points. <laughs> yeah, because I was, was going to say you've just lost another number of hit points equal to your character level. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. On the plus side, uh, that's it. He only gets the one attack, so that takes us to Masika. He's not as scary when he can't hop back in the wall. All right, Masika is going to take a five-foot step, so she's next to Sudi, and then I need to... I'm going to use my healing hex on the ghost. I need All to right. touch him, right? It is a touch attack. Uh, I roll an 11, which is a 23 to touch him. A 23 will succeed. He gets a 23 two for his save. So he fails. Yep. Yay! Jeez, you have a plus seven charisma? Wowzers. It's it's my wisdom modifier because it's a hex. Or wisdom. Yeah, plus yeah. seven wisdom. Wowzers. I mean, I have a plus seven int. So I roll that seven. So he takes uh, 17 points of damage, positive energy damage. Okay. Still going as you grab onto God. him and there's this pulse of energy that runs through him. Again, the uh, the the snout just turns back towards to face in the direction of a uh, Masika. Again, you can't see like its face. You can just see the snout protruding from underneath the permanent black of its cowl. I don't think it likes me. All right. Well, I I think I might have to pull out some bigger guns, as uh, as as you say. Sudikantar. I don't like you. It says. Rude. So, so he just like sees it turning towards Masika, and it's just like, keep your eyes on me. Boom, boom, boom. Just all right. Flurry of blows, and I'll use another key point. I'm going to just go for broke on this guy. I like that you say boom, 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 boom. No, he definitely <laughs> doesn't say boom, boom, boom. I say boom, boom, boom. No, you say boom, say boom. Say hello to Phrasma. Kick. <laughs> Dang it, I rolled really bad. Um, So that is a three for a 22. A 22 will strike your target. Whoa, okay, cool. His strength is being in a wall, which he can't be right uh, now. So that is so. 10 points of damage. And his other defense is taking half damage from everything. And giggling. <laughs> Don't forget the giggling. So I'm guessing the four I just rolled for a 23 is going to hit him. 23 will hit. For 13 points of damage. Still standing. This guy. Um. All right, I roll a nine for a 23. Like barely hitting this guy. 23 will hit. This would be a really bad round for any other <laughs> combat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but because he's, he's incorporeal, I'm doing all right. Uh, so 13... <laughs> 
Yep, your fist finally punches straight through the cowl as you slam your fist through his form as you punch the wall behind him. Probably shake off your hand as he begins to disintegrate. The force anchor clatters down to the ground. Oh, God. All right, good. And the room falls silent. Ugh. What was that? Ugh, a very unpleasant creature. All right. He was a, a bad guy that got killed by this here haunt, I imagine. And came and didn't want to die and became an even better guy. Do we have any restoration stuff in the med kit? We have uh, four lesser restores. Potions or scrolls? Wand. Wand? Okay. All right. Masika is going to cast les- lesser restoration on herself, like actually use her spell. Because I'm only down two points, so I might actually be able to get myself back up. And I roll a three, so Masika's good. Sudi has how much altogether? Seven. I have four. So knock off a hundred diamond dust. I'm casting restoration on Sudi. All your drain is gone. Um, and then I will use the wand on Hollis. Okay. One charge gets her two back. And another charge gets her four, so she's good. Yay. I'm down one total hit point. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, this place sucks. It definitely does not appear that they uh, took care of their people down here. Uh, they probably just left them, considering the kind of person Hakatep's turning out to be. Well, the fact that nobody has been buried properly definitely means they abandoned them. Well, I mean, they probably locked them in here so they couldn't divulge the secrets. Ain't that a thing they did? I think that's a thing they did back in the day. Yeah, we're just like executed people. and people do that. Anyway, this guy got anything interesting on him? Well, he was I mean, a ghost. his bones over there. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna detect magic and look at his corpse. Does his corpse have a crocodile head too? No, you're not even sure if this is his corpse. There's no clothing, nothing left on this. There's nothing of value or any items remaining on this body. All right, let's get the lantern and get out of here. You do still feel the same oppressive sensation as before, this disquieted spirit. We're going to have so many bodies to bury. There's going to be more of them haunts. Y'all still feel that? Yes. I think it's just this area, because there was the haunt here. But this is the second time we've faced it, so likely we are going to see it again. If you see another full body, probably. If we see another full body, let's all hide behind me. Oh. I mean, we weren't you got going stuff to phrases left? like that, but yes. <laughs> I have some stuff left. Okay. All of our all of our healing is going to go towards fighting these haunts. Well, I have one healing spell that I can cast, but it's self only. So, since my healing hex works, I can do that at least once against everyone. And if we get the jump on it, Citra can stab it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose let's continue down. Um. Uh, I, I pick the the way that's not squeezing over here, if that's okay with everyone. Uh, yeah. You continue to make your way? I think we also put Masika closer to the front. As in her, like, it's basically Citra, her, um, Hollis, me, you. Hollis and Sudi, yeah. I still want to be in a sandwich. <laughs> Narma, so, keep your eyes open. Citra, you take point? Yep. You turn, make note of the body, make your way out from this room. You no longer hear that distant laughing sound as you did before. You make your way out from here and then continue down the passage until it reaches an intersection, making its way left and right. Again, both directions seem to descend. Everything seems to be going down. Uh, Judging by the curving to the left, I think it backtracks. Hmm. So I would suggest we go right. 
Sounds good. Yeah, it's worth a try. I'm completely lost down here. You turn. You make your way right. Again, following along the lichen, the scores of bones across the floor here. The passage turns, makes its way to the left, continues to spiral downwards, eventually delivering you to another intersection where you can see the tunnels just continue on ahead. Again, everything here is descending. A single passage makes its way off towards your left, and you can tell the passage ahead of you forks no more than maybe another 20 feet ahead. Let's go down the center one. The big boy. Big boy passage, please. Big boy passage. So you guys want to continue to make your way past this intersection and then to the fork? Yeah. And then on the would fork, like to we're going to go, left go or towards right? left. Going left, I guess you would say. All right. You turn. Make your way left. This continues down for some distance, leading you on and on and on until you get the feeling that you're actually passing under the dungeon that you were in above once again. This eventually leads you to an intersection of what's the only way at that point is to go up, leading you back up oh, and okay. up until you circle right. back around ah, to the fork okay. where you began. And let's try the other fork. Yeah, let's go and back We start working our way down. back going through the forks we passed. Yeah. yeah. You reach the intersection where you did before. Follow that path down. It forks once again. Oh my gosh. Off towards your right hand side, leading to what appears to be a smaller, tight passage that would be difficult like to ends. get through. And then unless it also the, continues. Unless this is a turn into a room up here. Let's just stick our heads down there to make sure it doesn't fork again. Yeah, citral. Like we stick citrus head really. Feet, yeah. It seems to get really narrowed it narrow. It's without squeezing your way in there, it's hard to see if the passage does. I don't continue. think we can squeeze through there if we wanted to. Narver. No. Yes. Be really careful. Oh, I'm no. going in. Is it time oh, for the no, breakout we're... team of Narmer and Sugar? Sugar no. is not going anywhere. It's a Narmer Singer situation. Oh, okay, cool. Narmer away. Just look down that little passage and see if it <laughs> does anything. Okay, I'll be right back. Narmer stealths. It's very dark down here and he has dark vision. Very well. Masika, you know, Narmer disappears into the hole, makes his way in. You feel just kind of calm from your empathetic link. Suddenly spiked with a sense of horror. Uh-oh. Narmer slowly waddles his way back out. Looks up. Yeah, there's nothing. Why were you scared? I was just playing with you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rarely used possibility where I can lie to you <laughs> with, my, with my emotions and shit. Masika flicks him before picking him back up. How bad would it be if I fed Stinger some of his lichen? Don't, it's poisonous. Please don't kill oh. your spider. Or what, your scorpion. I think he's technically kind of like a arachnid. It's got like 10 legs. Isn't that kind of like a crab? He's, he's like a decapod. Yeah, decapod. All right, so I guess... We have a conversation about scorpions as we... <laughs> yeah, as we circle back. Got to do something in this awkward, quiet maze that we found ourselves in. I'm just going to say that um, Citra has been using chalk to mark where she can. Smart. It is very difficult to do, but again, the walls are very moist and covered in lichen. What about the ground? Is covered in, you know, you can, I guess, sweep away as much sand, rubble, and bones as you can. And Can I just, like, draw an X in the lichen? Yeah. Like, cut the lichen? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I'll just oh, put yeah, a mark can, in the lichen. Knife. If you wish to disturb the lichen, you may. Oh, when you just say like, disturb, that definitely makes me anxious. Get a spore. If we get too lost, we'll just teleport. It'll be okay. 
right. unless I get scared and run away, and then I I'll mean, so far everything's either circled around or come back to a dead end. So, hmm. well, that just means we haven't found the right path yet. We have to find the path. Masika looks at her survival of 23 and is pretty sure she could track us through all this crap on the floor. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> you turn, make your way down this next path. It gets thin here, not to the point where you have to like make escape artist checks, but is no wider than about two feet as you just oh. turn sideways, oh, shuffle along, Citra leading with, you know, one kukri up and ready. Masika right behind her, not being able to like hug Narmer anymore because his adorable pot belly makes it impossible to hug him and turn sideways and go down the <laughs> passage. Sad. You're just holding his flipper. He's just holding his flipper like a small child. He's dangling between <laughs> he's dangling between you and Hollis, who he's also like extended a flipper to, like a kid between their parents being like carried and stormed. Hollis is like fine. <laughs> Sudi bringing up the rear, his eyes darting back to the back, thinking. Maybe I will pull out my ever-burning torch as he looks into the darkness behind him. Totally should. I don't have light to give you. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you know, Sudi will do that. That sounds like a great idea. We could always okay. use more light. I mean, again, you can you can see it's just that dim glow of the phosphorescent fungus as opposed to, like, the brighter light. Yeah, of... I mean, I have low light vision, but, you know, more light, more see further. Citra, you pause. Ahead of you, maybe a distance, perhaps 10 feet or so as you enter into this passage, you see a surprisingly intact... Skeleton slumped. No. <laughs> Lichen covers the body. Strangely, it looks like this figure is, they're laying face down, or maybe would be face down. The skull looks damaged. Not as if someone had hit it with a rock, but as if the person had intentionally dove head first into the wall until his skull and or neck snapped. Okay. Whoa. Right. As you step forward, a light begins to grow in strength. Masika slams the thing with her healing hex. <laughs> so go ahead and roll me initiative real quick to see oh if you do. I'll award whoever said you're probably going to run into this again because rule of three. Hey, it's me. I also thought we were running into this. <laughs> I give you a non-existent hero point. Woo. Oh, dang it. You may a redeem it for nothing. A meta, a meta hero, hero point. point. There you go. Yep. You may redeem it for one chocolate bar. I'll take you up on that. That's worth it. There you go. Hollis Starkweather. <laughs> uh, Hollis rolls a 14 for a 21 initiative. I'm useless, though. Just real quick, sorry. Uh, give me a perception roll for the party. Ah. Uh, Gosh, okay. golly. Okay, great. Uh, I roll a 19 for a 32. Okay. So he rolls a 5 for a 28. Okay. Uh, Masika rolls a 19, or sorry, rolls an 18 for a 24. Okay. Citra? Uh, Citro rolled a 16 for a 33. Okay. So all of you do notice the glow in time to act oh, in the this round. Great. So, we all just kind of sigh and like prepare ourselves. Sudi, what was your initiative? Uh, so Sudi rolled a 9 for a 12. Masika? 5 for an 8. Citra? Citra also rolled a 14 for a 20. Hmm. All right. Hollis, would you like to do anything? Hollis closes her eyes. And says, y'all, them hands is back. <laughs> we see them. All right, good. I'm closing my eyes. Tell me if something happens. Close my eyes. I cover my eyes with my hat, actually. Citra. Oh, I've, uh, where is the skeleton exactly? He's basically about 10 feet ahead of you, but you are within, like, the glowing. The hands are coming out of the walls. The, the faces wall. are screaming. You can yeah, stab. You're uh, in the radius of the haunt. Etheric strike. <laughs> Just right. stab the air around you. Stab! <laughs> <laughs> Just keep stabbing the wall over and over. Yeah. You're like Drax in that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, 14 seems to be my lucky number today, so that gets me a 31. 31 will hit. 22 points of positive energy. Oh. Sudi Kantar. Sudi sighs in a very unurious way. Call out if something attacks you that I can attack, and then goes into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sudi. Melds into stone. He's just like, ah, dang it. <laughs> very well. Sudi slides into the stone. I will need a will save from Citra, Masika, and Hollis. It hasn't Sudi's been protected by stone. Hour and it hasn't been 130 minutes, so we no, should still be getting no. plus oh, four. Oh, I think we're gonna find out what happens. Uh oh. Uh, I roll a two for a twelve plus four, sixteen. Will save. I do have my eyes okay. closed if that helps. It does nothing. <laughs> oh. The ether the the ethereal light still gets through your eyes somehow because it's literally ghost light. Rude. It goes through the solid, you know, uh, flesh of your eyelids. <laughs> and my hat. All right. Well, yeah. Masika. Uh, Masika rolls a one, but with the bonuses, she still gets a twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. Citra. Uh, Citra rolled a nine for a twenty-four. Okay. Hollis. Everything turns green, almost as if like the after image of looking at the sun, except for it's everything in your eyes as you stumble back blinded from the radiance of this. Uh Oh, you can suddenly feel these hands clawing against you and you feel this overwhelming urge to get rid of the light. Oh, no, they got me. Oh, no, they're getting me a lot. Masika. I I use my healing hex. Nothing bad happens yet. I'm scared. Well, other than you're blind, but yeah. Oh, uh, I already have my I, eyes closed, so I guess I'm not losing. Well, I roll 13, <laughs> so 23, because it works as a cure mod wounds. All right, that hits. You channel energy into your hands, grab onto the wall. Yeah, that's all I got. You said 23 damage? Yes. Sorry, I thought that was your attack roll, because you still have to attack. Sorry. I roll an 11, so that's 23. And how much damage? 23. Apparently that's <laughs> what I'm doing today. Apparently that, yeah, I was going to say, apparently that's just the number. <laughs> You grab onto the wall, channel your energy into it. The light dims Hollis. Mm. I will need you to roll percentile. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. All right, percentile. 60? The light burrows into Hollis's eyes. You reach up, uh, actually actually inflicting two points of damage as you claw at your eyes, trying to get it to stop. Asika starts to grab at Hollis's hands. Oh, God. Oh, God. After a second, the pain almost seems to snap you out of it more, and you didn't hit the. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you guys in behind the screen or behind the screen here. You didn't hit the cumulative five percent chance per round of permanently oh. blinding yourself as you gouge your eyes out. Oh my god! As you stare down at your bloodied hands. Yeah, and Masika would grab her wrists, pulling them away from her face. The next round, you may make another will save. Uh, I roll a sixteen for a twenty-six plus four is a thirty. Okay, you're no longer blinded. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right, we're As fine. You just kind of blink it off. We're fine. Blood oh, streaming oh, I, down your face. I, I cut my face. Masika waits to make sure her Hollis is actually fine before letting her hands go. <laughs> Everything seems slightly tinted green, but that might also just be the phosphorescence down here. All right, all right. The light went away. I think I'm fine. I can see again. Sudi, come out of the stupid rock. Sudi pops out of the stone. <laughs> Did we win? No, we're all dead. This is the afterlife. I, I heard there was a story way. about that. Patreon <laughs> 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 exclusive right, story from Find the Path. <laughs> All right, Shooty. I need your heart. He pulls like a feather out. Yeah. <laughs> a sugar feather. <laughs> a sugar feather. Sugar He's been collecting feather. them. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's made a little bed inside of his chest cavity for the scorpion. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> All right, I don't like this place, and I don't like that whatever it is that just happened. I don't like it. Well, hopefully we'll find the lantern soon. Says right. these gouges, like, you know, blood streaming down her face. This is not a very good look. This is more of a, you know, awesome, like, orc fighter, scary war paint kind of a look. That's not really my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now is the time to be concerned about fashion choices. I have a carefully crafted aesthetic. It's cowboy <laughs> with like a tiny bit of wizard. Aren't you a wizard all the time? Oh yeah, but I, I like to look like a cowboy. Except I don't have a gun that works, I have a wand. Passage continues ahead. Pass the body if you so wish. Again, that oppressive sensation still radiates here. Citra, go poke that body to see if it comes alive or something. Yeah, Citra will, uh, honestly, we can't really do anything with the bodies yet, so she no. uh, she passes along and let's go this way, because the other way seems to kind of start to go back in a direction we've already been. Uh, anyone that wishes to can make me either a survival or uh, give it to engineering also. I can roll a survival. I'll try engineering. engineering. I mean, I roll a 10 for a 22 engineering. I roll an 8 for a 20 engineering. I roll a 12 for a 37 engineering. Good gracious. I rolled a 14 for a 28 survival. 14 is like my number today. Okay. It seems so. The only thing all of you can tell is that unlike the passage ahead of you, this passage is at a slight incline as if it's going back up. Oh, maybe we take that one. So do you want to turn left or right? We take the incline. Yes. You turn, navigate your way down a long spiraling passage, which eventually leads you to another fork going left and right. Oh, nope. That one backtracks. Oh, except if we go right, it doesn't, maybe. All right, we head to the right passage then. You turn right, traveling a short distance before you reach mm, it another intersection oh where gosh. it goes to the let's, left. Yeah, it let's keeps see going if this ahead. is a loop. It looks like a loop, y'all. Yeah, Citro runs around. The passage ahead leads to an area where you'd have to squeeze. The passage off towards the left loops you back around to yeah. the other side of that side. All right, so we go back to the last creepy skeleton and take the other way. So we went about <laughs> as about as wrong as you could go by going all the way to the far end where there was nothing and you all know, the way we're back. we're just being thorough. I was going to say, if I think we, you guys have been very thorough because yeah. I think you've explored most of the place. If we have another conversation with Chisasek, Masika is going to be like really great, too many greats in front of it, uncle. <laughs> you know? It would work great with the scary ghost that makes you panic and run in random directions. <laughs> you have to roll for each intersection you get to to go, uh, 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 He this probably way. didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have been so fun. Anyway. No, no, we made those people go some purpose. We knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. That is 100% worse. I know, but it also seems something that would be very Hakatep. Hmm. You turn. You make your way down this passage. It sharply bends, backtracking on itself. Oh, thank God. Oh, there's okay. a short time, right. you find a set of worked steps ascending up into an actual chamber. Ascending up the worked steps, you find a room, maybe some 25 feet across, 30 feet from where you enter to the far side of the room. The light in here is brilliant. The walls surrounding the outside of this room are covered with recurrent images of various sun disks, usually flanked by horns. A hand-sized, brilliantly glowing golden onk with a polished blue sapphire insert into its center rests on a stand atop a circular dais of black stone in the center of the room. 
A square podium made from the same black stone and level in height with the Ankh stands just off towards the right-hand side, the north of the chamber. A long-legged chest made of golden wood sits against the wall off towards your left atop a low stone slab. The top of the chest is carved with the image of a winged scarab. The ceiling above is completely hidden by this brilliant glow of light. I'll pick it up next time. That feels like a Hakatep room. Uh huh. Goodness gracious. That's what I'm going to do. Check it for traps, scan it for magic, and then either I'm going to go in or Zeke is going to go in. We're all going to have to go. We're all going to go in. It's a big room. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.